You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. I um, said to you before we watched this film this week, Sisters, that I bet it would have the song, Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves. And it didn't have that song. It did not. That's a missed opportunity, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. You needed to... Uh, Maybe some money they were trying it. not to be so obvious. <laughs> well, Even though no, the no, were, obvious. No, they were trying to be very obvious. The rest of the film. Anyway, what is your before the after the show discussion? With your really arms crossed. I'm cold. It is. It has. It did get warm <laughs> and now it's going back cold again. Yeah, because it's still winter. Spring today, isn't it? First no, day of spring. May 21st is the first day of spring. Oh, somebody said on, idiots on Facebook. Yeah. Now. I have three posts today. Do you today. believe everything you see on the internet? No. Three posts. Then you on... probably vote for Trump. No. <laughs> three posts on Facebook today that told me it was the first day of spring today. Pretty sure that's not correct. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not correct too. Uh, what, have you got anything to say before the after the show discussion? No, I was cold. I'm, I'm getting obsessed with my gardening without being able to garden. Oh yeah, because... I'm making a uh, an access database <laughs> that includes pictures of the seed packets, where I'm going to plant them. I've named all the pots already, like as you all will know if you've been listening. Uh, I've named the actual pots and locations in the garden, all with Star Trek slash Star Wars names. Did you use that garden <laughs> so, planning software that I no, got for you? I didn't because it doesn't do what I want. That's why I decided to make my own database. Wow, I'm not going to get at you again. That's fine. That's good because it doesn't do what I want it to do. Uh, and this will, this is just a simple thing for me to keep track. Because by the time I get to planning everything out, then I forget where I've put everything. And I don't label everything very good. And I get very disorganized. I'll tell you another thing. And it's thing, already too late. Another so, thing that happens usually. We get hot and I don't water forget them. Forget to water them. I don't forget. Just don't. Yeah, it's too hot. <laughs> too hot for you to water them. Yeah. Oh. You do have to water them a lot when it's hot. Yeah, a lot. I'm going to try different methods this year because we have most things in containers. So that does mean they get plus they're on the deck and under our deck is our air conditioner. It's very hot. Yeah, and it just blows hot air up and then the sun's beating down. So I'm going to try to find, you know, waterers to put in each pot. Also, also they use less water that way. But that's what I've been doing. So that's what I've been playing around with. And you also watch the BBC's program, Gardener's World. I do. And I watch several gardeners on YouTube. Nigel. I don't have a garden. And I, I don't know everything about it. I'm learning. True. It's a slow process. It's something that, as a child, I should have been learning. As my mother, my grandmothers, my aunts, my great aunts were all gardening and growing stuff all the time. And canning and freezing and all that kind of stuff. And I was not interested because I didn't like going outside. But you I do hated al- it. you do always grow something every year. I've been trying for the last few years. We had a we had one really good year where was there was the tomatoes year. all the time. Yeah, so I'm doing them the same way this year as I did yeah. them that year. They're in the dining room right now, growing into little sproutlings, sproutlings, seedlings, and there's all kinds of stuff growing in there this year. And you told me one year, just focus on one thing. Yes. Just two tomatoes. Tomatoes. So instead, I have 39 different things. <laughs> That's unfocused. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the thing is, when you start seeing them grow, like right now, I have peas and beans growing in this weird thing in toilet paper rolls on the stool thing yeah we have some indoor bar stool yeah a little greenhouse over there going on in the dining room but they look so 
alien and weird and you watch them every day they just once they come out of that dirt and they're growing we I call it dirt i ain't fancy i'm not gonna call it soil it's oh, compost as people around the world like to call it <laughs> it's dirt it's just plain dirt hopefully with enough in it to make these things grow but that's what's cool so if i see an eggplant growing and corn what's it called crown of thorns gourds i've looked them up and i got some of those seeds i don't know what i have no clue so we're gonna see what the little plants look like and we'll see so we'll keep you posted yes plus we'll be riding the bike soon so that'll get me outside for that as well there's nothing i can plan for that so i'm putting all that energy into riding in the kitchen on the stationary bike and looking up gardening shit so then when i can go outside on the bike see Maybe riding the bike toughens me up for the heat. Because we rode last year in 106 degrees. And it was hot. It sucked for a little while. But then we were both like, okay, I get remember, home and we're over it. I remember there was a day last year when we rode. And it was really hot. It was the first day we went really far. And I was far. so thirsty. I hadn't bought my camel back yet. I ran out of my water too. I ran out of water. And on the way back, my mouth was completely dry. <laughs> and then that was the day I said, Let's, let me go to um, Dick's Sporting yeah. Goods. I need to get one of those. And then it was fine from then on. I just... That was a day where I was like, holy shit, you really need water to do this. I and I like, ran out of water. That was the day that weird guy was... That's the day, first day we went far enough for me to have gone like was, 16 yeah. miles or whatever. And I ran out and I kept stopping to get in the shade and text my friend and say, I'm <laughs> like, if I die on the trail, you'll know where I am. <laughs> but I Yeah, didn't. it was pretty... Uh, anyway. None of this is movie talk, but it is the before no. the show life. All right, so it is Saturday, March the 19th. This is after the show number 419. We are a movie podcast. We review a movie every week. Uh, we usually. are people. We are not a podcast. We are people who run podcast. a podcast. Um, and uh, we are going to review the movie Sisters. It's a 2015 movie released on Blu-ray on the 15th of March. So you could pick it up right now. It's an R-rated version, and there's an unrated version. You can watch either on the Blu-ray, and it's from our friends at Universal. And Sid Talk will give you the synopsis. That's Sid Talk, by the way, and I'm a Scully. Of sisters. Two grown-ass sisters decide to have a party in their parents' house. The parents' house they've decided to sell, and these sisters don't like it because they're kind of big babies. And so they decide to have a party to relive a bit of their youth. One is a partier, one is like the stuffy, boring one. And they try to reverse roles and try to straighten out both of their problems. One of them's afraid to live and the other one lives too much. That's it. <laughs> All right. So um, you can I go... mean, there's really yeah. not much to it. It's pretty basic and it's a comedy. So you can go first on your opinion. Just your overall vibe of this movie. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. You did? <laughs> yes. I was not prepared to enjoy it because I think sometimes these sort of... Movies with established, like these ladies are established, funny, big wigs now, a Hollywood kind of thing, right? Sometimes those people get a little up their own ass and it gets a little bit like, you know? So I was thinking that would be it. Then it started and I was almost instantly hooked. Now, Tina Fey, I'm not into the... I'm not convinced that she's the loser sister, but whatever. <laughs> it's for comedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I true. think they made that choice on purpose because it seemed less likely and it didn't... That took a while for me to come around to. But as far as two sisters being different, like really different, I can completely 
100% identify with that. I'm pretty sure if I told one of my sisters many of the tales that I have to tell of, tell of my youth, her hair would melt off, like, you know, and she would not have the same kind of tales to tell at all. So I identify with that, and I think that's what drug me in. And then you bring in the 80s shit, and you bring in, like, you're getting old, so you're, like, you're too old to party stuff, and I was totally on board with that, because... I don't know, it's, it's, it all taps into something. Now there's a lot of butt jokes and fart jokes and sex jokes and cock jokes and those I kind of roll my eyes at. But in the context of it all, I was totally there. I had a really good time. It was, here's my word for the week. You know, the one out of five words I pick for every movie. It was fun. <laughs> it kind of doesn't really sum it up, but that's it. It kind of reminded me of the movie Bridesmaids, which is another movie. Um, it's that that kind of comedy. It's like super low common denominator comedy to me. It's not. It's not particularly clever. No. It's um. It's all reactionary in the moment. It's really for the. It's funny. like a crowd pleaser kind of thing. Um, I think it's more pleasing themselves. Yeah, it's full of improvisation. In the process, those of us who do like, I don't know, a bit of snark and a little bit of, you know, like, roly-poly comedy. I don't know how to describe it. Not the low common denominator stuff, but just the reactions and the, like... When I'm with my friends that are of my age that I've known my entire life pretty much... This comes out in us. There's a certain thing that comes out in you that you don't. I don't have with you, and I don't have with people I know at work, and I don't have with any other friends I've ever made in my whole life. But there is a very comfortable, and these two are sisters. What about like, with your sister? Would you do? Would you? Shella and I, yes. I have a sister named Shella yeah. and a sister named Lynn. Lynn is the one whose hair would melt off. Shella is the one who, if she told me stories, my hair would melt off. So we have three levels of wildness i'm just in the middle a little above average in the wild side maybe uh, maybe more above average shell is like off the scale but with her i can be like that weird funny you know like in jokes that are in reactions with each other that other people will just be like oh my god they're so weird but i have that with my best friends as well so i totally appreciate that part of it i think that's why I was really getting into all the side stories. Couldn't give a shit about, and I couldn't didn't care about the lady that they didn't like. I mean, that was, was interesting. A, there was a lot of un, there's a lot for a lot me. Of side there's a lot of plots. unfunny stuff in this movie. Also, there's well, a lot did of. Do you stuff. like it overall, though? Um, yes, I expected to hate it. I went hate? in. I went in thinking I was. I thinking I'm not going to like this movie. I, I've seen the trailer, and I I get it. I mean, the trailer is pretty. That's it, isn't it? You know what you're going to get. But there's something undeniable about these two women that is funny to me. They're obviously who they are because they're funny, right? They're, they're the biggest um, female comedians probably in America or in the world even. For a reason. They are funny together. I like the improvised bits that they do together. There's one particular moment where they stuck the bellies out and said, and, and oh my like, pressed the bellies together. It's a really small thing in a movie. You laugh, you, you rarely laugh yeah. out loud. You just don't. But it was just it. like them letting go, like, <laughs> like, like, oh my god, we, like, fuck it, like we're just. Yeah, and that's very. <laughs> there's no ego there because women suck in their bellies all the time. Well, they do two, the rest of the movie. <laughs> but these two just let it all hang out and like bumped bellies and oh my god, you laughed and I was like. Oh, but even um, Amy Poehler, um, I think she's, she doesn't, like, 
I see Tina Fey trying to look sexy or whatever because she's that sister. Yeah. But then Amy Poehler, if you look at her, she's in like a, some you know party. Pants, isn't it? But when she even when she's in a party outfit, she still doesn't really care that much. You can tell no, she's no, just like yeah. well, whatever. <laughs> just look how I look, you know. But um, yeah, there's some there's some really funny stuff between those two. I, I, you know, I did laugh quite a few times, which means it succeeded. It wasn't one of those oh my god, I wish this had end. I, you know, that kind of comedy. There are a lot of comedies where it's just eye rolling the entire time right and you just for me they completely missed the mark i'm trying to think of one we saw one recently didn't we that we really didn't like a comedy yeah that i just don't even like to remember the name of it with who's in it the lady from mexico who's really good oh yeah but yeah, in that one, pursuit yeah yeah and, it's just complete yeah, eye rolling blonde in her i mean her i like but but not in that. But it, it but the movie's just like so phony and fake. Yeah, and, and they were going for low common denominator yeah. as well. And they had little tiny tiny nuggets of moments of funniness, but overall it was a disaster. So yeah. so this movie like it's because of the it's because of Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, I think, yeah. because yeah, we as we just said that movie Hot Pursuits trying to do the same thing, but those two pe- two women together it just didn't work, did it? It was just too. I don't know. I don't think it was well made. Yeah. That made a huge difference. Now this is, you know, it's just, I I found it funny a lot, but then again, it's not a perfect comedy or anything because there were moments where I was like, what the hell, who who signed off on this? Uh, One thing, for instance, is that character who takes the drugs. Yeah. I, could, he's I mean, like, if there was a little that more... That character is just... It's unfunny, the whole thing. Like, it's... it's. The only thing that's funny is her kind of trying to mack on him a little bit. Because she's the funny side of that. He just needed to loosen up a little. If we'd seen him loosen up a little bit, I would have been totally behind that. Like, he's not what you expect and therefore here's this. And I know that's very trite and, you know, but... If he had been involved a little more instead of just, like, a statue, which was the idea... Or if she had actually been able to pursue something, and he was with just him. like a stereotype kind of character that you see him on, right? Yes, yeah. um, and it was just to me. I was like, oh wow! Every time he came on, and it, they, it was obvious the filmmakers thought that he was hilarious. So whenever he, there was a part where he's, it's a guy who's on drugs in the party, Ugh, and that was the least funny thing. In and the a lot of his comedy movie. is him walking past in the background Ooh. and doing something stupid. He's got no pants on. He's got a lampshade on his head. It's that stuff. He didn't have a lampshade on his head. What was on his head? When he walked past the door. Oh, he made it out of duct tape. Right, well, you know, (laughs) things like that with him. It was was quite clear the filmmakers thought that was hilarious. And they kept doing it. You know, oh, there he is in the background doing something stupid. And I I kept thinking, every time I saw it, I was like, please get rid of that guy. Get him out of there. There was um, also some, like, subplots in there uh, with other characters, like, who came to the party that were just, eh... It, they, they didn't really amount to anything. Even Maya Rudolph, who I love, her character, they could have done more with it, but they didn't. You know? And not let her be quite so... Like, her character is supposed to be the an uptight, the, like, opposite of the wild sister yeah. one. And while we all know somebody who doesn't tend to have a lot of fun... I don't know how to describe it, but not quite as wacky as them. Like she's not it, wacky. She's she, she, like okay. We see a scene with her sitting in her apartment watching Game of Thrones with a glass of wine and two of her friends. 
They then, she's, they're drinking unalcoholic or non-alcoholic wine. There's no snacks. Uh, they had to take their shoes off. You can't talk. You can't talk. And <laughs> only she can make comments. And they're all, they, you know, it's not fun. It's very controlled because anything out of control, if you know people in real life, that's their problem. So yeah. very, she's very controlled. And now these two women are having fun again with all these people. And even though she's very successful, it's still pisses her off that they are like the popular girls and she's on the outside. And that's funny enough. Yeah. And she's funny. But they let her go too much with the a little bit. I don't know. They need to rein her in a little bit. Yeah. Something needed to change. It didn't come to anything really either. Like no. The, the thing about... There was yeah. no big resolution really. No. There was no like absolute... Like when they're walking away at the end they weren't like she's still a bitch or something. Because that would have at least been been like something but yeah i mean that's picking apart a comedy like this i guess because (laughs) this is based like the the lady who wrote this movie like it's based on her she she wrote diaries like a lot of people and when she said that i have a lot of that stuff i have a calendar i wrote in all through my junior and senior years of high school yeah and she went through them and just kind of found (laughs) things in there and kind of brave she let actual people read all the crazy shit that she wrote when she was a teenager oh my god I don't think I could do that. So I found I I did find it funny, um, and you know you know me I'm not a mega fan of American type comedies unless they unless they're totally weird like Anchorman, you know I I found that the comedy I really respond to is it it has to be a bit weird like like a bit I don't know like it like it don't make any sense weird. Forty so, year old virgin, stuff like that. Yeah. Kind of. Where it's makes a bit, you uncomfortable. Yeah, that too. I like that. You know, like a Borat or a stuff like that, where it kind of makes you go, "Oh shit, that's really don't say that to that person." That kind of thing. And this isn't that really. This is more mainstream kind of comedy. Well, the I think. one, the ass joke. I mean, there's stuff in it. Yeah. There, there's risque and raunchy stuff in it. Nothing too terrible, you know. But I, I actually enjoyed it. That's the weird thing. I, I can't say I didn't have fun with it. Because, you know, it's it's quite clear after the first few minutes what it is. You know what you're going to get. And that's what you get. It's really, really dumb in points. So, sometimes so dumb, I'm like, oh, who made that decision in this movie? That is just... <laughs> what is going on here? Like, um, <laughs> There's a special effect thing that happens near the end. It's just like... And a thing that happens is just it's just like to make the movie I don't know more bigger than it is. Well, I think it's just the the, re- the result of their selfish behavior. Um, so it has to be big. It can't just be little, or it's not like <gasps> crap, you know. Yeah, lots of stuff happens in this party basically that um, you know. <laughs> it's a it's not like a teenagers trashing a house. No, it's forty somethings trashing their parents' house. Yeah, but- that's it. Kind of not intending to, though, but ending up that way. Uh, you know, and they invite, like... <laughs> you know, I, I really like John Le- Leguizamo. And mm-hmm. uh, he he's, like, the dude in school who was, like, into drugs and, like, getting all the women and stuff. They invite that guy. So the people they invite are not the most savoury people, some of them. The drug dealer guy who turns up. You know, there's some good stuff in there. Uh, I really like improvised stuff. You can tell... The parts of this movie that are improvised, I, I've got kind Pretty of Pretty much all of it, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I've started to kind of get a radar on improvising stuff. You know, when there was... Some of it's not. Some of it's clearly scripted. But 
like the scene where they drive up in the car and the guy's sweating doing his lawn. That is quite clearly they've done that for three hours of different just keep doing it. Like keep what what do we say? What's funnier? What's funnier? Oh something vagina, something asshole. <laughs> just keep saying stuff until nice. we've got enough things to make a funny take. I'm kind of kind of tuned into that stuff now, so you know when you see it, it's kind of obvious. But still funny sometimes. 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 Yeah. Sometimes it misses the mark, doesn't it? And you go, Oh, I don't know about that. But um what one man finds funny Another might, you know, it's a personal taste in it. Subjective. So, um, not really tons more to say about the story. What you said in the synopsis is pretty much good. Um, and it's, you know... Do you think it was a little long? It's like two hours long? Do you think a comedy like this needs no, two fine. hours? Yeah, that I don't think fine. it felt long. Mm-mm. And some can. Like, some movie, some comedies you think, oh, Hot Pursuit, for instance... You That's feel like, like 30 minutes, minutes needs knocking off it, like, because you're like... 30 minutes? That could have been down to one minute. Well, wow. <laughs> It's terrible. Yeah. There's no turning back on that one. I'm putting it out there. It was I mean, boring, and it was poorly put together. I was going to say I'd need to watch it again to, to give me... But I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> Do it and see what you think. Yeah, probably not. Probably we not. didn't used to like Daredevil the movie. And the more I watched it, the more I liked it. But I'm th- not thinking in comparison to the show. I'm just saying that it got better. Yeah. After knowing more about it. Also, I probably wouldn't want to see that again now. After seeing Daredevil. Because I'd just pick it apart. After seeing an the example show. of a movie that we really didn't like to begin with. And then watch more about it. And then you like it better the next time you watch it. So moving on to the cast here. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler obviously play the sisters. Uh, Kate Ellis and Maura Ellis. What do you think of these two? Uh, are you a fan of these two? Um, I mean, what, what do is you your... Define fan. Do you watch them on Saturday Night Live? No. Do you... No, me neither. I've never watched that. So that's where they became famous, and we... We've watched other movies with them in it. Yeah. <laughs> so we can Not also tons, though, I don't think. Have we seen movies? Baby Mama was both of them, right? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah. None of them were in Bridesmaids, right? I don't know. Maya Rudolph was in Bridesmaids. It was Kristen Wiig in Bridesmaids, wasn't it? Um, I think they're, they're funny, and... I would like to see more, like, keep adding, keep making it a little, not more classy, but keep adding story to your funny. And you will hit that that tipping point of, like, if right now you're still, there's not a huge story here. It's two sisters who need to resolve their life problems. They're in their 40s. The parents are retiring and moving on. They need to move on, and they're not. You know, that's the story, yes. which is fine. There's nothing else complex about it. Nothing else adding to your it never, walk away kind of a thing. And while it never goes into the that, drama, yeah, comedy shouldn't never have, doesn't have to be like that. But I will tell you, there are some Adam Sandler movies, Fifty First Dates, for example, kind of wacky, kind of it's a comedy straight up. It's got low common denominator jokes as well. But every time I think of it, I just think of the heart of it and like the the big. The big story there is, you know, he's fallen in love with her so much that he will find a way to make that work. If you haven't seen Fifty First Dates, it's very sweet. I always think that when I think of Little Nicky as well. That's... No, you don't. <laughs> Little Nicky's shit. So there's a difference, see? There's a difference between making it just for people to sit and get wasted and sit there and laugh at because they don't know any better. <laughs> and making it something that's funny and... A good story to go with it. 
a good character thing that happens, you know? Tina Fey was on Howard Stern last week promoting a new movie, which is uh, that Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, which uh, sounded to me, and that's a movie that she's made and produced and everything herself. That is like a drama comedy, more of a drama than a comedy, she said. She said she was a little bit uncomfortable making it because it wasn't a wacky comedy, but it, it has comedy. Right. So I'd be interested to see that because that's... a. You know, I'd like to see a different... I'd like to see these two do something like that, you know? Like, um, where the comedy is secondary to the story. It can move it and be part of the things. But, like, the way you like Due Date, because it has some moments, yeah. too, where it's like, ugh. You know, it's it's yeah. sadness mixed with that... With silly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying I love Due Date, but... You, you know, know and I was thinking, also to. thinking of a comedy we watched recently where we were just groaning and going, oh no, that was a, that's not the way to make a comedy. And it was the vacation movie. Yes. It's oh, just like... Oh, yes. Yeah, you see what I mean? Sometimes it can completely miss. And sometimes with this, Sisters, I don't feel like, oh God, I was groaning the entire time. No, no. I actually thought it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. I'm well made too, you know, in that Hollywood glossy kind of way that these kind of movies are made. Uh, so, yeah, I liked Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I'd like to see more of them. Madison Davenport, who we know from, from Dust Till Dawn, the TV show, which yep. we really like. She plays... Um, she was fine. She could have been anybody. She could have been anybody, and she's not really in it that much, to and be she's honest. she's kind of irrelevant. It's one of them has a daughter. The other one has no children. The wild one has a daughter. And it's a plot daughter. point, but it's... I mean, the, the plot You point. need to know the daughter more to care, really. Yeah. <laughs> Ike Barinholtz plays James and he's like the love interest in this movie um, what did you think of him? he was alright I, 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 I seriously thought he was a Wahlberg but he isn't he's a comedian he's on uh, Parks and Recreation or something like that one of these things that them two are on um, I liked him he was fine he was and charming he and own. funny yeah he yeah. held his own with the comedy especially thing. with her yeah. yeah and he had to because, do a yeah. <laughs> there were moments where you could tell she actually genuinely... He made her genuinely laugh. And the other and way Unexpectedly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Maya Rudolph uh, plays Brinda. And she... Um, we know her from Bridesmaids, actually. She was in Bridesmaids. Uh, and also a special person to me because Paul Thomas Anderson is his wife. And that's my favorite director. So, what did you think of her? I, I always find her funny. She was in she was Inherent funny, Vice was the last it, thing we saw her. The scene in the grocery store, just right... Some of the others where she's coming in glued. She gets a bit a little dastardly. too much. Yes, a little too much. Like twirling the mustache, kind of. That's how it seemed to me. Yeah, exactly. Like a bit later on. Like over but the, the people around her think she's hilarious. So yeah. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James Brolin and Diane West, or Weist, sorry, play the mother and father. I, really funny. good. Yeah, I wanted more of them, to be honest. That'd were be they funny. Pretend- when they pretended to freeze. Oh, yeah, they're on... It's, about, <laughs> it's actually funny, because I was talking to you this week about Howard Stern, how he talks about his mother and how and they won't, they won't technologically... Skype anything. So yeah. they're on a Skype call, and they say, oh, we don't understand this Skype or whatever. And then as she's talking to them, <laughs> the daughter's talking to him, they don't want to talk to her anymore. So she goes, oh, I think you, I think your Skype is frozen. Can you hear me? And they just sit there. And and she, like, it looks like it's, like it's locked apart up. Apart from them blinking. But they're actually pretending. <laughs> <laughs> they understand how Skype works. Yeah. Yeah, pretty funny. So, uh, yeah, those two are great. Um, they were funny. I would have liked to see more of them, but they were just, you know, s- sparingly used. Um, John Leguizamo plays um, Dave. I always like him. He is kind of wacky. He goes, and goofy. he goes all in. Whatever he does. He just does 
I mean, I've watched the zombie movie. You don't like it, but I like it. The remake of, um, which one? Uh, I don't know if it's a remake. It's got Dennis Hopper. Oh, The Land of the Dead. Right. Now, you didn't like it. I like it. I watched it a few more times. Mm -hmm. I actually really like it. And he just goes all in, no matter what he does. It's like his whole body is in it. And then this. Did you ever see Spawn? No. He goes nuts in that one. Yeah, he he really does. He, um, He either plays something really super wacky. Or like in Chef, Chef he's just, it's yeah. like really good. Like it's just like him, maybe. I don't know, but well, he's acting. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he he plays it more to how he is. But then sometimes he'll go off wacky. We just saw him in John Wick. Actually, we watched John Wick just recently, and in that, you know, he like got that. angry, and you know. <laughs> uh, and then finally, I'd put down here John Cena, the wrestler. <laughs> he's like the WWE wrestler. He plays Pazu, Pazuzu. <laughs> he's a drug dealer. I found him really funny, and I, I, I knew who he was. And I thought, oh, they're going to have this wrestler guy in here, and he's probably going to be a stripper or something, because I saw his name, you know, in this party. I thought he was going to turn up and be a stripper. He turns up, and he's a drug dealer, and he's hilarious. Like You said he wasn't. You said he's the unfunny part. Just a little bit ago. No, I was talking about the, no, no, the guy who did the drugs. Oh, I thought you meant him. No, you said the guy, the guy who brought the drugs. No, the guy who did the drugs. Okay. Right, yeah, that I agree that, that with. That was unfunny completely. Yeah, completely. But the but the guy, the John Cena who did the drug dealer, I loved him, like, because he was, it was just like, he was deadpan. Yeah, but that was when I said need a little more, something else needed to I like the deadpan thing, though. I really like it. For a while, pun. it's yeah. fine. And then it needs to loosen up a little bit. But um, I like the... F- no, it was the other guy I'm talking about. Ugh, yeah, that yeah, was the jumping around. worst part of the yeah. whole thing. Ugh. Yeah, well, now, now you understand what, what yes, I was talking about. Yes, I do. Um, so this is directed by Jason Moore. He directed Pitch Perfect, uh, which was that singing movie that came out recently with um, Anna... What's she called? Kendrick. Um, it's kind of like Glee, but a movie. Kind of, you know, about singers. Don't know it. Didn't watch it. Uh, what do you think of Jason Moore as a director here? I think could it have been anybody. Couldn't yeah, it doesn't matter. Could have been Tina Fey. Could have been Amy Poehler. They could have directed it themselves. Um, yeah. It doesn't come across as like a directed. It's not got a style or anything. It's just like a. Well, it has. Everything's got a style, but the style to me of this movie is Hollywood comedy template. Nice house, expensive looking things. Usually rich people, aren't they? They never like. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's always a nice place, or they've always, you know. But yeah, that's what it is. Everybody's using an iMac, or I mean, a, a MacBook. In usually in these movies, it's that. That's why I of said thing. like I can't get behind the idea that the one sister is down on her luck. I mean, nobody looks. You're told that she is. She does says she doesn't have an apartment. She's quit all her jobs. You don't see her quitting any jobs. And she's dressed very nice most of the time. And her hair is done very well. She's she's a a hairdresser hairdresser. person. But I'm not convinced that she's got any problems. I'm I'm always convinced the entire time that even if she had problems, Daddy and Mummy would sort it out. Good point. I didn't think of that. (laughs) Because they're not exactly uh, poor. (laughs) Uh, So... Extras on this Blu-ray, sisters. It's actually got the unrated and the rated version. Um, I did have a look here. It's uh, it's only a few minutes longer. Like I said to you, there's nothing in the unrated version that was objectionable in any way. Not to me, anyway. It's not like you're going to see some great thing that you... No. 
Um, so this has a lot of extras, but it is a little bit misleading. Because on the back of the box, it, it, it lists so many extras, you'd be like, wow, look at all this stuff. But most of it, and I mean most of it, is outtakes and alternate takes. So they'll choose a thing, like I'll give you the example. This one's called uh, How to Throw a Party. And what it is, is five minutes of the scene in the party with people saying the lines in different ways, right? Yep. Just that line-a-rama And of outtakes where they laugh. Yeah. And stuff like that. There's a gag reel, which you obviously know what that is. There's a um, visual effects thing about the, the pool collapse, which is kind of a little bit of a spoiler. It's deleted <laughs> scenes and extended scenes. Uh, there's the improv... improv improvising... Improvama. Improvama? Is that what you say? How would you say it? Improvama. Improvama. There's a, actually a feature commentary, which is interesting, because it's Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, the writer Paula Pell, and the director Jason Moore all in the one commentary. So that is... That could be more interesting, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there are a bunch of extras, but when you actually sit down to watch them, there's a lot to pick from on the menu, but you'll realise that most of them last two to three minutes, so you'll be through them in no time, aside from the commentary. Um, there's a lot of stuff on there if you're a fan of this movie because the commentary is, for me, is always the best extra because uh, you can sit down and watch the film again and get some insight into how it was made. I don't know about a film like this whether it'll be particularly interesting how it was made but at least Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are in the, it's going to be, be interesting. Funny. She's up on a wall. She's got a, pretending to get a thing up his ass. She's They're all painted all over. Spoilers. <laughs> so, conclusion on Sisters... Uh, I enjoyed it. It isn't my favorite movie of all time. Don't get don't I wouldn't say that. But if you want a fun funny movie, um Sisters is not a bad place to look. Definitely. And uh yeah. So yeah. I recommend it kind of. <laughs> it's That's just a rave review right there. Yeah, well, for me it's like, you know, it's it's funny. But, but you would recommend Bridesmaids over this. I actually found that funnier. They're shitting all over themselves in the middle of the street. I found that one funnier. I don't know. Um, it's, it's close, though, if you know what I mean. They're very similar. If I was, if you were to, rec- if I was to say, uh, recommend some like goofy comedies for you to watch, they would kind of fit up together. You could sit and watch them back to back and they would match, if you know what I'm saying. Would you recommend uh, Honey Python first? It's a different kind of humour completely. I, I Sometimes I don't think the people who like Sisters and Bridesmaids would like Monty Python at all. Like, I think it might be too silly. Like, it's really silly. Um, it's a very different type of thing. Very. But um, I would never recommend Hot Pursuit. <laughs> this is this is like a 11 out of 10, and Hot Pursuit's like a... This is not 11 out of 10. No, I'm saying on the, t- on the Hot Pursuit scale. Okay. So Hot Pursuit would be... Zero. Minus one. <laughs> and this would be 11. <laughs> on the comedy scale, this is a lot funnier than Hot Pursuit. And that is that should be on the back of the box. This is a lot funnier <laughs> than Hot Pursuit. Critics rave. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> one website claims this is funnier than Hot Pursuit. Yeah, that's a great selling point there. So um, 
Thanks to Universal for the Blu-ray, and uh, if you want to enter a contest, you can go and win some Angry Bird stuff on aschoolie.com this week. Uh, go to aschoolie.com and win some things. Next week's Blu-ray review is The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. I'm going to look at that next week. Uh, Sid Talk has already seen this uh, before I have, and uh, I have read the book before she did. So we'll have an interesting, um, interesting wrap-up on The Hunger Games, because that's it for The Hunger Games. So we'll look at that next week. Movie recommendations, I am going with, on the subject of sisters, I will recommend you two movies. Number one will be Bridesmaids, because it, it's a similar type of movie, and if you like that, I think you would like this, or the other way around. And the second one is Away We Go, which is a movie with Maya Rudolph from this movie, and it's more of a drama than a comedy, and it's got Jim Krasinski from The Office, and it's really touching and funny at the same time so that they're the kind of comedy movies i like better that is a that is a what i'd like to see these two do that kind of thing or the one with ben stiller where they went to the where they were in the house was it ben stiller <laughs> or was it tina fey in that one do you remember they were off big family that's tina fey and adam jason driver bateman. uh kylo ren was in it jason bateman yeah that one i like that yeah yeah, like that kind of comedy, where it's it feels more real-like than goofy, you know? This is where I leave you, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what it was. it was. I really liked that one. It was good. Tina Fey. Because I remember I sat on the roof mm-hmm. talking to him. She was his sister, right? You so, don't need to ask me. You already know. So those are my um, recommendations. Mine are, in keeping with my tradition for 2016, uh, on the list of movies that I have seen at all time, so I'm just going alphabetically. We're in the A's, and so we're going to start with Absentia. Oh, trust me, these have nothing to do with this movie. I'm just going through my list of movies I've seen. So if you want some off-side off movies, which you've never heard of, maybe, and this is going to be one of them, or uh, just to realize what uh, is in my brain from all the movies I've ever seen. So I'm into the A's, and I'm at Absentia. Which you asked me what that was because you did not watch it. It is sort of an indie movie, but it's actually really creepy, really well done. It's a woman whose husband's been missing for enough years for her to now have to legally declare him dead in absentia. And um, it's really stressful. Is that for what her. that means? Mm-hmm. And then her, well, absentia just means you're not there, you're, you're missing. Absent. Yeah. Her sister comes around and. Then weird shit starts happening, and there's this tunnel right in their neighborhood that's kind of creepy, and yeah, it's it's actually quite riveting. It was for me anyway. It was during one of my Hollywood, uh, I mean my um, Halloween marathons. And then we have Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I don't remember it very well. I don't know why it was so too successful, except too that much it was for me. way bigger than anything you'd seen before, right? The next one is Adaptation. It's good. That's a really good film. Really good. It's one of those weird ones around the same time as Eternal Something of the Something Mind. Charlie Kaufman. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's Nicolas Cage Nicolas Cage, yeah. And it's weird, and that's good. And uh, I think it was won Academy Awards. And Adam's Family movies. Now, remember, we're in the A's, so it's Adam's Family, Absentia, Adaptation, and Ace Ventura. Never liked the Adam's Family movies at all, but I didn't really... I had a good time with them. I wasn't really into the show either, so... What's wrong with you? I just didn't like it. I mean, it. seriously, what those is movies, wrong with you? Those movies were just... I it's a little common denominator, no doubt about it, but hey. 
So that's my recommendation. All right. <clears throat> so um, games and A. Scully stuff. I've only been playing one game this week on Android, pretty much. And it's uh, Clash Royale. If you want to join Clash Royale, you can uh, join. Uh, play it. It's on Android and iOS. It's really fun. Have you seen seen me play it at all? Have you seen where really. you've got the castles on either end and you send no. in the units? It's really good. I expected when I downloaded it. What I always do on Android is I go in the Play Store and I look at like what the best, what the highest downloaded games are because you know it does work that system of the the good stuff rises to the top and all the shitty stuff just disappears very quickly. And Clash Royale is like the number one downloaded game. It has been for like three weeks now. Um, and it's so good. It's like I say, it's a cross between Hearthstone and um, like a tower defense game. And you're collecting these cards and you're opening these chests. When, when you win a match, you win a chest. And then you can open the chest. But when you open the chest, all the chests have got timers on them. So this is the free-to-play nature of this game. So you either let the timer run out and then the chest can be opened and you get the cards that are inside the chest. Or you can pay money to open the chests early. I have never paid money to open the chest because I see it as like, I play a few games. It'll say... Right, it'll take you three hours now to open the chests. And then you just go away for three hours and when you come back, there's some chests to open. Why pay for that? You know what I mean? Like, have you not got any patience to wait for the chest to open? So I play it as it's literally free to play for me. I never pay anything. So it's been really fun. I've been playing it like, you know, a quick game every few hours, pretty much every day. Um, it's a really fun game. It's totally free. What can you lose, really? It's, if you've got an iPhone or uh, an iDevice or a Android tablet or a Android phone, just download it. It's on the Play Store. It's free. And the other thing, it's not a game. It's a movie. But they announced this week that um, Steven Spielberg will be, after he finishes Ready Player One, they'll be moving on to Indiana Jones 5 with Mr. Harrison Ford back in the Indiana Jones role. And that will be released in 2019. Um, exciting to see them doing Indiana Jones 5. I hope Harrison Ford, because he is old. He is old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he doesn't crash a plane or break a leg or whatever he does, because he is a pretty risky guy too. And, you know, I hope he is available to do this movie, because it is a while off. It's not... It's 2019. I just I would really like to see another Indiana Jones film with Steven Spielberg doing it and not George Lucas. George Lucas has left now. And while I the fourth Indiana Jones film most people just don't even uh, think it exists anymore like they just kind of wiped it from the memory. I have mixed feelings about it. There was some good Indiana Jones stuff in it. There was also a lot of crappy stuff that shouldn't really have been in it. Are you on that are you on that page with that one? Yeah, because I don't like the kid and I don't like no, um, the, the monkeys. monkeys and Alien didn't bother me. No. It could have been be- done so much better. There's a lot of jank in it. It, it doesn't it's not <laughs> yeah. it's not quite as good as the Indiana Jones movies of the past. It and you know, it, it there's definitely something that stinks about it when you watch it. It's not exactly what you want. Like The Force Awakens, you feel good after watching it. You feel like, yes. You feel good after watching it. I mean, even you. Like, you feel <laughs> yeah. like, yes, that is a good addition to the Star Wars universe. That is, there's nothing I don't dislike there. It's a Star Wars movie. I don't feel that way about Indiana Jones 4. Hopefully, with Steven Spielberg back and 
um, you know, Harrison Ford back. Well, again, he's not never not been back, has he? He's always been Indiana Jones. Uh, he's, I think it'll be good because George Lucas was trying to get Sheila Buff to be the new Indiana Jones, which I don't think would have been a good idea. No. So yeah, 2019, you can look forward to more Indiana Jones. So Disney, they didn't just get that Star Wars; they got the whole thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my stuff for this week. So Sid Talk, what is for dinner tonight? Will be as per your request, some veggie bacon. If no, if you ever, if you're only listening to us for the first time, we're vegetarian, so we still like to eat the vegetable bacon, which found one brand so far that kind of hits the spot, Morningstar. So that's what we're having, sandwiches. I'll have mine in a wrap with the real mayo, which is not mayo at all. has no eggs in it. We're not vegan, just vegetarian. And uh, maybe some soup or beans. Beans. And vegetable of some kind. I've got to throw some vegetable out there. i got some cauliflower, broccoli, mm. carrots. Beans are a vegetable. No, <laughs> <laughs> Baked beans don't count as your whole vegetable for the day. Well, we'll be adding some. They've got sugar and vegetable (laughs) and tomato sauce. There's tomatoes in them. There's nothing green involved. I need something green. Vegetables don't have to be green. They can be... But they're the best ones. Orange. Uh, And then angel food cake for dessert. I was going to get the fruit and stuff, and then by the time I was at the store for long enough, I got really sick of everybody, and that sort of probably saved me because I didn't get any Cool Whip and I didn't get any fruit. There's still some of that Cool Whip stuff. Nah, it's all gone. It's got something else in it. (laughs) I see. Container with something else in it in the fridge. So it'll be angel food cake just on its own, which you do not like, so I'll just eat it all. No problem. (laughs) That's it. So what's your advice before we leave? My advice is to... Make something and give it to somebody. Now, that sounds like, well, uh, I make dinner for my family every night or I make reports for my boss every day. That's not what I mean. I mean, make something or like, I was talking to my cousin who's also my good friend the other day, well, emailing back and forth and she was asking me what I'm doing. I'm, I was doing some seedlings and whatnot. Oh, that sounds like fun. I should do that this year. Now, she lives out on a plot of land out in the country. No garden. She just lives out there because they run a business, which is also like a full-time thing, obviously. But she really wants to grow something. So I said, I'll send you some seeds. And she's like, no, don't worry about it. Don't bother. And she's just that type. So I put together a little packet of individual little Maybe she was saying to you, don't send them because I will never get around to planting. Yeah, but if I do it, all that matters is she also thinks people don't always care that like show a lot of care reach out as she likes to call it to her or to people enough and um so that's my i'll put together a little packet in a gift box and i'll mail it to her you know it's very small i've already got all the seeds and i've got all the little ziplocky bags and i've got all the stuff i printed out little labels for each bag so she knows what's in them made her a little note and i'll actually mail it to her and you can't, uh, I don't think you can 3D print your seeds yet. But who knows? Maybe someday. Talking about 3D printing, I just saw a. So my advice is make something. Even if it's a draw a little drawing or write somebody a note or make them a little postcard or bake some cookies instead of getting them at the store and taking them to snack day. You know. Something like that. Talking of 3D printing, <laughs> I saw an article just... Uh, before we came on the podcast that said 
that McDonald's have developed a 3D printer that they will be able to print the Happy Meal toys. Well, you know, you choose one off a list of hundreds for your kid and they'll press a button and then it'll come out. They don't need to stock them all. Wow. Yeah, that is a good idea. I don't know how... F- this printer must be extremely fast because the ones I've seen take hours and hours and hours and hours to make anything. But they, they're saying they will have a menu with hundreds of toys on it. You ask for the one you want when you go in the drive through and by the time you come out the other end, they will have that printed off you. Which I thought was actually really good use for it because they don't need to stock. All they need is the printer. I'm not convinced, though. No, I... They must have come up with something that's better than everything else because that speed seems unbelievable. But hey, it was in the news release that they'd put out. So um, that is us for this week. Let us remind you about our websites, aschoolie.com and sidtalk.com. You can catch us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. You can catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store. Uh, you still can't catch it properly on Stitcher. So just go to aschoolie.com slash podcast and subscribe there. Uh, you can also email feedback to me at ascoli at ascoli.com. Don't email Sid Talk. That's why I had to say there's uh, quite a few things that are good on television at the moment. So I wanted to recommend a few things. Number one would be Better Call Saul Season 2. We're watching it at the moment. If you're a Breaking Bad fan, you might already be watching it. But say you're a Breaking Bad fan and you don't even know this exists. Uh, the first season's on Netflix. You can go and watch it. And I'm not a Breaking Bad fan, and I love it. Yeah. It is a really good show, and it is about, if you are a Breaking Bad fan, the lawyer in Breaking Bad. It's his story, and it's prior to Breaking Bad occurring. So there are things, like the thing that happened this week and last week, that are very pivotal in Breaking Bad. So it is really cool to see it. The other thing that I think you should be watching... And I think, I think, personally, is getting better at the moment, is The Walking Dead. What do you think of The Walking Dead at the moment? It's getting better. It, it just seems like it's... Like it's... It's still rambling a bit. It's still a bit silly sometimes. Like, um, there's some really dumb plans, as we say. Sometimes yeah. we just sit there and go, what, what are they doing? Why are they doing... Why are they going... Ugh. Sometimes you think, you know, to yourself... I think the writers are too deep in it. Mm. They don't... They're not looking at it from a person... Like, this is how I watch The Walking Dead. Whatever. Everyone watches a different way, I'm sure. I've never read all the the book or anything. The novels. I watch it as a person sitting there thinking, if this was reality, what choices would I make? Yeah, what would I do? they're, They're given a certain set of circumstances, and upon these things, characters need to make decisions and choices, and then we will go the different routes of whatever the outcomes are going to be. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but that's how I watch it. I don't watch it for the drama between the characters. I don't give a shit about who's screwing who. I don't care about whose babies who, or I don't even care who dies. I really don't. I care more about if you come across a group of renegade assholes who just want to take, 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 and they're tough, and you're, you've got whatever resources you have, what would you do? Like, what would you do? And we've known these characters long enough. To kind of predict what they should be doing. Yeah, and often and when they, they don't, don't do you're just like, what? I think it does, not even that the outcome of the other thing might not have been quite as dynamic, but it's not even, this isn't even interesting. Like, so lately we're getting into the idea, seems like the theme is, or the idea of us taking our characters 
When we see these groups of assholes, we're always like, oh, they're the bad guys. And Rick and his group, they're all noble because we know why they make every choice they make. We've been there. So you empathize a bit or you sympathize a bit more. But what we're doing now is making them all kind of tainted with the choices which, they're which making. Which would be impossible not to be at Exactly. This point. That yeah. now, from another group's point of view, from another individual's point of view, and you see this group of Rick's people, how do they look? You know, without knowing their history, they look like a bunch of assholes. Yeah, so I think that's where we're, <laughs> to me, that's where it's going. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it a lot at the moment. That last episode where it just took place in that one little place, I mm-hmm. thought it was really, that really was well done. That. Um, and, you know, it's obviously leading to something big Yeah. in, a, in about three weeks. Obviously. And the other thing um, that I'm watching, uh, have been watching, is Daredevil on Netflix. Uh, Marvel's Daredevil Season 2 was released yesterday. Uh, you can watch the whole thing immediately. Um, you didn't watch Season 1. I did. I loved it. Really, really loved it. I think it is one of the best things Marvel have actually done, including all the movies. It's just, it's just an excellent, you know, telling of the Daredevil story. Uh, it's it doesn't pull any punches. It's gory as hell. It's um, very adult. It's not a kids comic booky thing. It's it's a really cool show. Um, so you can see, you know, you watched. Uh, we watched. The first episode of season two last night. What did you think? Because you don't don't really have any. You don't seen the other ones, have you? You seen one? Maybe. I've seen a few individual ones mm. and parts of them, and I think it's quality. I mean, it's it's the kind of superhero. If you were a kid, thinking of when I'm a grown up, what do I want this to be like? This is what it would be like. Like it's not sugar coated. It's not any of that too much. I mean, it's still got a little. It's not total gore. It's not right Iron there. Man. It's, right. It's not dressed up too it's much. It's more down-to-earth, kind of. And this new season looks like it's going to go in all Other kinds of crazy I don't like directions. the guy from The Walking Dead, so... He looks like he might be a good Punisher, though. He plays the Punisher in the oh, no, we barely saw him. I yeah, but, I mean, he looked intense. To, uh, that character just needs to be He's really I'm walking intense. down a hall and getting in a fight and walking away. I don't know how intense that is. Uh, I don't know. That, that character... I'm just thinking, I know who that character is, and he could probably have the intensity to play it. We'll see. But uh, yeah, Daredevil's the other one I wanted to recommend. And another one we watched this week, which was really actually quite cool. And it was um, Running Wild with Bear Grylls. <laughs> um, if you know, don't know who he is, he's a British survival guy. From the, He was in the SAS, he climbed Mount Everest. But he does this show on NBC where he takes a different celebrity each week and he well, spends a couple of days with them su- doing a survival kind of course. Was that how you would say? They just go from one place to another, don't they? But it's treacherous but the big surprise of this series for me was he the the final guest in the final episode was um president barack obama now it wasn't like the other episodes nah they didn't stay overnight it's very controlled out of a helicopter they just walked but i found it interesting to see the president just kind of not being the president. Yeah, he was being the pre- They're always being the president. But less so than I've ever seen him. Like, it was just... A, the, some of the conversations between them, mm-hmm. and they were just talking, were very... Nat- you know, yes. Even even Bear Grylls said... He, they do a bit of a behind-the-scenes thing. He said, you know, it looks like we're talking, but there's, like, snipers all around us. We look like it's just us, but there's, like, 300 people. And a helicopter. It's, it's not like that. Yeah. But still, I think they had a interesting conversation together 
and Bear Grylls is like a Christian guy and he wanted to pray with him. I found that a little bit weird, but... It's because we don't do that. Because we don't do that. But I get it. You know, it is a thing for him. But uh, it was very personal. It was more personal than some interviews I've seen with the president. It just Yeah, felt... definitely. So, yeah, you can see that. It's on NBC. Um, and we also watched a couple more episodes. One with Kate Winslet, which I thought was really good. She She was an excellent person to have on there. She was... 100% behind doing it and then we saw one with Kate Hudson which I don't think she was 100% behind doing it I think maybe she'd learned a little bit at the end eh, I think she just thought it'd be cool I think she yeah yeah. but yeah you can see that running well with Bear Grylls I just wanted to say there was a, some good TV on at the moment that, and those are the things we've been watching so um, stay classy Mr. Bear Grylls and keep surviving <laughs> and I'm going to say think for yourself or someone will do it for you oh.